Hey, I'm Gerald Bentley. Welcome into the Wrestling Spotlight. We are heading down the road to WrestleMania. We're marching to Revolution. And I'm joined this week for the week's champion by the host of the Wrestling Junkies podcast, the podcast dad. Did you give up on the podcast father? Uh, yes, my <laughs> voice is still a little scraggly, but yes, we will we'll go back to the original gimmick. Okay. I, I, and I didn't know if you wanted to say, I am your father. <laughs> Don't give him that kind of power. Yeah. Oh, and, I'll take uh, it. <laughs> Mr. Cincinnati, these guys host the Wrestling Junkies podcast. You can find it on all the social medias. Hey, go ahead and uh, tell everybody how they can find your podcast, and then we'll get into the week. Yeah, I'll, I'll let Eric take that one. I appreciate that. Thanks, buddy. Uh, you can find us on X at Junkies Pod. Uh, we are on uh, Instagram at Wrestling Junkies Pod. Uh, we are have a channel on YouTube, Wrestling Junkies Podcast. Like us on Facebook at Wrestling Junkies Podcast. Um, yeah, I think I named everything. We've also got a merch store on Spring, so feel free to just search Wrestling Junkies Pod. Uh, we've got T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, you know, you name it, and uh, some more awesome. designs coming soon. Yeah. Yeah, and anybody watching this, hey, like and subscribe because – we're trying to turn that spotlight on independent wrestling. They talk some independent wrestling. And, of course, everybody that's into wrestling, you know, it, it is a new golden age of wrestling, I think, right now with the WWE clicking, with AEW, really, I think, doing some of the best stuff they've done since 2021. And we're not even getting into TNA, the NWA, Ring of Honor yet. It's really yeah. it's a great time. So here, yeah, let's... Yeah, let's go ahead and kick it off because uh, just just aired recently, AEW, they are rolling in towards Revolution, and that card just keeps getting bigger. We knew about this acquisition. We knew Will Ospreay was coming to AEW full-time. I got to see him make his AEW debut. It was here in Kansas City. And he's an amazing talent in person. He's going to be a great addition to the roster because I think you'll see him regularly working in AEW and still going back and forth to New Japan because they have a really strong relationship. Will Ospreay, the aerial assassin, the head of the United Empire, he is uh, seems like going to the good side. He's going to be matched up against Kanosuke Takeshka and Don Callis. At Revolution, how would you guys feel about that one? Because uh, kind of came out of nowhere, but you knew Osprey was coming. Yeah, Chris, I'm gonna let you take this one. Now you had because you had a point uh, on on our show today that I, that I think it's a good one to kick off with. Yeah. So what what I thought was both members of the Don Cal's family, Will Osprey, Takeshna. What I think this is is bringing Will Osprey in and maybe turning him babyface. Because mm -hmm. I don't think Will Ospreay needs the Don Callis family. I think he is much bigger than the Don Callis family. If you look at the Don Callis family, it's Hobbs, it's Kyle Fletcher, it's Takeshna. A lot of up-and-coming young guys that need to help getting established. Will Ospreay is going to come in and be a star right off the bat, no matter Absolutely. what. And I think this is maybe a, a vehicle for him to come in and go, okay, this is me. This is my huge introduction to the American audience. Boom, here I am. And then maybe we get a Don Callis turn on Will Ospreay. Because in the promo, he said, 
I'm putting my family together, but after that, we're all going to be happy. We know Don Callis. That's not happening, right? Don Callis has been building Takeshna up and up and up, and I think this is Takeshna's first big loss, and I think it's going to stick in in Don Callis' crawl, and I think that's going to lead to a turn, and then maybe we see Osprey maybe get a Kyle Fletcher back on his side with the United Empire kind of Mm -hmm. storyline going there. So I think – this is that introduction, and boom, we're getting right into a babyface Will Ospreay. Yeah, and that would be two on two because you know Mark Davis, the other half of Aussie Open, is still out with an injury. So yeah, that would give yeah. Kyle Fletcher a obvious partner and just keep building for because you got to think Will Ospreay is going to be a major impact player. He's going to bring big business to AEW, not to uh, beat the name into the ground too much behind me. How do you feel about Will Ospreay coming in, uh, the Billy Goat? This is this is fantastic. Um, this is a huge get, and and it's a natural transition from from New Japan because of the working relationship. He already has that familiarity with uh, with Tony Khan, with you know how mm-hmm. AEW operates. Um, you know him hiring Barry Bloom to represent him as far as negotiations. I mean, that's just a business move. I mean, if you know that you're leaving New Japan and you're going to go see what else is out there. You're going to want somebody that's going to get you every dollar that, you know, is available and on the table. And this makes more, you know, more sense for him than, than WWE, especially if Tony Khan's going to let him continue to reside in the UK um, and then just kind of fly in for clips of time, um, much more than having to move to Tampa or Orlando and get used to that rigorous road schedule, something that he's really not had to do before. Um, this match, uh, as far as Revolution goes, uh, you know, yes, this is a huge opportunity for Osprey as far as his first official all elite match as a member of the roster. But Takesh has also lost a bit, quite a bit of steam since beating Kenny Omega twice uh, at all in and all out last year. And they didn't really do a whole lot to capitalize with that, even as part of the Don Callis family. Um, he did get the win over Jericho a couple of weeks ago as well, which, you know, on paper, yeah, that's, that's a huge get for you. But in reality, you know, it was just kind of a, okay. And at least for me anyway, I don't want to speak for Chris, but, um, yeah. This could be a way to jumpstart to catch it again, and and you know what they can do with him. I mean, he's he's young. I mean, he's just a huge guy, and and that's a star that you can make out of him right there. And if there's ever somebody that can have a star making moment with the catch, it's Will Osprey. And you know what? I think we are going to see, and there's been a there's been a noticeable shift in AEW shows and Dynamite and Collision, and really just the last, I'd say, two, three months, we're getting back to longer, harder-hitting matches, getting back to 20, 25-minute matches on TV where they're just going. I mean, they're going as hard on AEW Dynamite and Collision matches as you see in a WWE premium live event, main event. It is getting back to being just a totally different product. They're both pro wrestling. They both have some really strong suits but they're becoming very different yeah no we've seen it over the last couple weeks like you said we saw the draw between swerve and hangman um you go back to the cage match with daniel garcia ftr and house of black like they're they're doing what got them to the dance and more of this wrestling aspect than kind of what we saw with like the devil storyline like that's was way sports entertainment, not mm-hmm. what AEW does well. And they're getting back to being that alternative of being, we are just strictly a wrestling company. 
they got the rankings back and I have my feelings on that. And I, I won't dive too much into it now, but like they need to go like they're five years in and this is going to be a huge year for them because their TV deal is coming up next year. They're making these big signings, Osprey, potentially at Okada, as you see in the background, big Boston, you know, big, big mm-hmm. boss time, right? That's, we think Mercedes, like they are putting all their chess pieces together. Absolutely. Now they need to execute with it and go back to what made them so great wrestling. Be that alternative. I like going to WWE for my, and we use the word now cinema, right? I like, I like seeing that. I like going to AEW to see just great wrestling. And that, and then as you said, that's what they're getting back to. Yeah. And, and I I think to, expand on this i mean one thing that aw is not great with is the follow-up of major stories and and that's something that they really do need to work on in 2024 um uh, you know devil storyline and i understand the injury bug kind of happened and they had to work with what they had but sure. even after you know the reveal of adam cole as the devil yes undisputed kingdom has made their intentions known of basically trying to you know, recreate that 2019 the Undisputed Era had and have all of the gold. Um, the, the problem with this is there's still the Adam Cole injury. Um, Roderick Strong, we are now having to follow him up as far as being that, that funny guy in the wheelchair and wearing the hospital gown for months at a time and now expected to take him seriously again. Um, he and I differ quite a bit on Wardlow. They, they have tried and failed too many times to have him become that main event player that I think that they wanted him to be. And now we're on probably the third or fourth attempt to reheat him. And they're still, they're doing the exact same thing that he was doing even when he was with Pinnacle and with MJF is, yeah, he's he's got wins. They're against jobbers. Like he's not really seeing in a, a change in the caliber of talent that he's taking on as he's getting these wins. Now with Adam Cole this week, I really enjoyed him being on commentary and just kind of from afar directing traffic with Wardlow. That's a great way to keep him in the picture right now until he's actually able to work is to have him just be the puppet master because it's better than getting nothing out of him at all. Mm -hmm. But again, it's just Wardlow needs a better caliber of competition, especially if this is going to turn into Wardlow wins the world title and he's going to hand it over to Adam Cole. Well, and I I think it's safe to say that I'm going to guess none of us feel like Samoa Joe was going to become the all elite wrestling heavyweight champion. Barring did not injury. see that coming. MJF's did injured. He's coming. on the shelf. Adam Cole's still three months away. Somebody has to win it simply to lose it. And mm-hmm. how are you feeling going into revolution? Because another segment was we're getting a three-way match. It's going to be Samoa Joe, Hangman Adam Page, now firmly on the dark side. And Swerve, who's dancing his way to the babyface side. Well, Swerve isn't dancing, but Prince Nana is doing yeah. the dancing for him. <laughs> because the crowd reaction is, Excalibur said last week, 90% behind Swerve. Heck, it may be 100% behind Swerve. Yeah, That's about the biggest response you get at an AEW show right now is when Prince Nana comes out and they ask, whose house? Swerve's house. Swerve's house. <laughs> what do you feel is going to happen in the championship match? Oh, man. Um, ultimately, I do think that Samoa Joe retains. Um, this run is just too good right now, I feel like, because 
yes, it was surprising that he gets the W at, at World's End. I, I just feel like that finish itself was a little clunky. I think that they tried to make the uh, the fact that Max's arm comes over Joe's and doesn't necessarily hit all the way to the mat. They tried to make that a thing and then just kind of swept right past it. But Joe's reinvention since becoming champion, as far as ditching the, the sweats and T-shirt, I mean, he's wearing a suit, custom championship. He's got that swagger where it's 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 has he asking does the man make the title or does the title make the man? And Joe has leveled up his presentation and and the fact sure. that we're also going back to hey, I'm the one saying we need to bring the rankings back. We're not just going to have anybody deciding who gets to have a title shot, no eliminators, no nothing. And that you know got some thoughts again on the rankings and kind of how the execution of this is going. Um, but at least for the purposes of this story going into revolution, they are at least attempting to use the number one and the number two contenders, have them go to a draw. And then this is the first real test for, uh, uh, for Samoa Joe. I think this is the perfect way to, to kick it off. He already knows that he's the hunted. Uh, now it's time to see how he responds. Sure. Bye. Yeah. Like if it's me, I really want to see Swerve win. Like I think it's his time. I think they've built him up enough he has that connection with the crowd. Like, is this the biggest pops that he's going to get? Like, it almost feels like an LA night situation where mm-hmm. it's there. You could give it to him and it, it will probably be fantastic. Where I, where I think Joe is going to continue to win is because AEW doesn't really do short reigns with their world title. We saw it with Punk when the injury stuff happened. But if you look at everybody else's reign, they've been very long. Like they yeah. love those long title reigns. And I don't think Joe will give it up on his, I want to say his second defense. Um, yeah. The just, first I, one I, was I, against Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just don't see that. Um, I could see Joe pinning or submitting a hangman. I don't think you beat Swerve at this moment in time, mm-hmm. but beating a hangman. And then we see that like you said, that full right into the dark side, right into the full fledged heel and takes his anger out on a swerve. And we get, I mean, they have great chemistry so we can continue that feud moving on. But I think Joe will retain. I think there's more of a story to tell with him being the world world champion. And like Eric said, I think he's on one of the best runs of his career and you want to reward that. I don't. I don't think you take the title off him this quickly. And with it being a three-person matchup, you can leave Swerve hot. Yep. Hangman takes the loss. It gives him even more reason to be angry at everything. And then you roll up to your next event. Well, let's talk about the women too, because obviously the impending arrival of Mercedes Monet former Sasha Banks coming up in Boston on March 13th is, you know, the, the elephant in the room, but they seem to have really put a new emphasis on their women's matches. You're seeing again, longer matches. You're getting more elevation, had a real long match with Willow and sky blue. And uh, you get Stokely Hathaway back involved. So that was interesting to see. But, of course, the big story in the women's division in AEW is Timeless Tony Storm, your biggest fan of Turner Classic movies. It's a little, <laughs> little synergy with their brand partners. 
going up against the virtuosa Diana Peraza, and she killed her duck tattoo. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about the match coming up with Tony Storm against the Virtuosa? That is all yours. Yeah, I would say this is the most excited I've been for an AEW women's title match in years, maybe. I mean, if we're honest about it, like a women's title hasn't been booked well. Like that's let's just be frank, right? Like Britt Baker had it. And then Thunder Rosa, and then Thunder Rosa's reign wasn't great, right? And then we had Tony Storm's first reign, which was okay. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't fantastic. We had a Soraya reign. We had another Tony Storm reign. We had, you know, a Karashita thrown in there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like it, it hasn't had a huge big marquee match for me at least since the. And I think it was it was uh, the cage match between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, where that Thunder, yeah, where, where Thunder finally won it, and it felt like a huge deal. You can say the 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 all in at Wembley when Soraya won it, but they kind of telegraphed that, and even then, it was less than ten minutes. It was it was not a, you know, a very long match. They have booked I Deanna. To, I'd go back to Jamie Hader. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, that that was a good one. Um, and, and the injury bug hit that, so we'll never mm-hmm. really know what that title ring could have been. Um, but for me, like, they have booked Deanna so well, and that is the thing that Eric touched on earlier, is they have struggled with the follow-up. They debut these big names, and it's a huge deal, and everyone's excited, and then that other shoe drops, and it's what else is happening? Like, a bandito like everybody was so excited when bandito was was signed to aw where's bandito you know oh, he's injured <laughs> there you go like it, it's just it's, it's just it's i need to see follow up a little bit better and they booked diana to kind of go up from the bottom all the way to the top earn yeah. her way to that spot she feels like the first legitimate challenger for tony storm for this title and Eric said it on our show. I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with it quite yet, but saying that they could main event this show um, or main event a a pay per view moving forward, yeah, I think a Mercedes would probably have that distinction over, you know, this match right now. But you have one of the hottest characters in AEW and Tony Storm. You have Deanna coming in as one of the best challengers they've had in a while. I am really excited for this match, and I think it's gonna be a great match. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said any of that better myself. Um, I, I do think that Tony retains at Revolution. Um, I, I just think that if we're going to bring Mercedes in, she is she's one of those talents that you can go ahead and put right into the title picture right away as well. And sure. she can she can win in that match as well. We know that Deanna will be an AEW Women's World Champion. It's a matter of when, not if. Um, but I think right now, especially because, you know, the, the the way that Sasha has held out to see kind of how the wrestling landscape is shaping, you know, shaking out as she's dealing with the injuries, seeing kind of what's going on in WWE with all of their business woes on the side of things, seeing where other free agents are going to go and kind of, you know, waiting to bide her time and see, you know, know her value uh, in the wrestling business. This is the time to capitalize on that because, we, you know, it, it's safe to say that she's probably coming in and it's probably not going to be cheap to bring her in. 
So make your money back as quick as you can. Yeah, I, I'd agree. And I do think you're going to see more women's main events, just not in this pay-per-view because the main yeah. event in this one's going to be staying at Darby versus the EVPs, the former Young Bucks, Matthew yes. and Nicholas. And well I think that's going to be your, that's going to be your main event just, just by default. It's uh, mm-hmm. the icon match yeah. in a sellout arena in an arena that he had a ton of matches in back in the NWA and the WCW days. Let's move over to the WWE as we're uh, rolling through here. The next big event, Elimination Chamber, and we know the Elimination Chamber winner is going to be facing off against Seth freaking Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight title. How do you feel Elimination Chamber is going to come out? Do you see LA Knight? Yeah. Yeah. He's waiting for something else. Yeah, I, I think uh, and, and this is another one of those matches that just has a bunch of, of moving parts. Um, I, I'm i going to go ahead and guess that Logan Paul is going to qualify for the chamber. I think that if they are smart yes. mm-hmm. or in an alternate universe, if I've got the pencil, I'm planning a moment between LA Knight and Logan Paul. There's my Mania program for the U.S. title. Um, as far as everybody else in the chamber, I'm looking at Drew McIntyre. I'm looking at Bobby mm-hmm. Lashley. Bobby Lashley because – we could probably still get some carry and cross involvement in this to keep that feud going with Lashley, BFAB, Street Profits, and Final Testament to get them to um, some sort of mixed tag match at WrestleMania, something along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre is, is this is going to be the bigger story here because there is the contract issue. There's no new deal, at least as you know, far as we've seen, nothing's set in stone just yet. But He's getting an amazing push right now. I mean, he's, he's this is probably the best Drew McIntyre that I've seen in years. He's kind of leaning into his natural personality, just dialing it up a notch. Um, the CM Punk trolling is perfection, and it seems like this is a, a long con to set up that match when Phil is back. That sure. is a main event. I want to see it like a fast lane or a payback towards the end of the year once he's healed. I, I think that they absolutely could. Um, so I, I, I think that for me – I would like to see Drew win this match and go on to challenge Seth. That's what I want to see. Um, but since there's no contract right now, we're going to see kind of what the company thinks of him, depending on if he loses this match, how early is he eliminated? And I think that that's going to be the big deciding factor in how the company sees his creative as this contract's winding down. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, the one guy that you didn't mention who's qualified is Randy Orton. Um, I think Randy Orton is the wild card. There is no clear path for him for WrestleMania right now. Like there's no clear dancing partner. Um, I'd love to see Seth and Randy run it back. Sure. Um, I agree with you that uh, LA Knight and I, I think Logan Paul will go um, U.S. title at Mania. I don't think Bobby Lashley has enough momentum behind him to win this. The the Drew situation is is valid. Like is the contract there? And if he has resigned, then I think he does win. And I think he goes to Mania and he wins the title because he's on a great, like one of the best things in WWE right now is Drew McIntyre and just how great his character is right now. But it's just that contract. We don't know. I, I have a hunch that he probably has resigned um, just because of, like you said, they're playing the long-term game with CM Punk. But 
then where does that leave Sami Zayn? Um, that's another name that we need to figure out what he's doing at Mania. Like this chamber, I, I can't put I can't put my finger on who's going to win. I would say the two favorites are probably Drew or Randy, but I, we we might be in for a surprise depending on on all the other factors going into the match. You got to think Drew McIntyre now. There was a report that came out saying the WWE confirmed. No, there's no new contract yet, but he's really happy here. You got to think that it's going to get done because if they really wanted the free agents that have been signed recently, they've gotten beat on them. Okada, Osprey, Monet, all to AEW. Yeah. And if they really wanted to keep those people or get those people back, they, they would have done it, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and something else that – and I, I think I said this on one of our episodes either late last week or earlier this week. Drew McIntyre seems like a guy that when, when you look at the landscape of pro wrestling right now, yes, there are plenty of options that Drew could go explore right now. He could go – work the indies he can go to japan he could go to AEW. i just think that at this point drew mcintyre as we see him now that's a sports entertainer i don't think that he fits very well into an AEW landscape yes he can have a great match with anybody but there is just this the, the character work that he has done since he returned off of the indies and in, in, what was that 2018 2017 mm-hmm. 2018 mm-hmm. this makes him tailor-made for the biggest wrestling company in the world um, yes, he could go sell out indie dates, um, you know, like we see Cardona doing, Nick Nemeth, Mustafa Ali. Um, he just he just seems too big for that now. Like this is just yeah. WWE. And he's already he's already done it. Yeah, he, like he right, already yeah. did that. So his whole thing was getting back to the WWE yeah. and and winning the WWE champion, which he did during the COVID era. And now I think he was upset with his creative, if if I'm not mistaken. Like, how can you be upset with it now? You are constantly in the main event. You are getting so much TV time. Like, yes, you are. If, if Triple H was to build a superstar in a lab, it would probably look like a, you know, it would probably look like Randy Orton, let's be honest. But, like, Drew McIntyre is not far behind just the way he's he's changed his body. He's changed his promo. Yeah, like, I would, I would think he would want to resign. Well, and uh, historically, Drew McIntyre was Mr. McMahon's chosen one. He was the next superstar. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, you could see that. And I, I really think he's he's locked in there. I, I think we're going to see Drew McIntyre against Seth freaking Rollins at WrestleMania. But, yeah, there's there's plenty of plenty of angles and plenty of roads to go down until we get there. Let's just hit the one main event that we already know about. Did you guys feel good that we are going to get the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes challenging the undisputed Universal Heavyweight Champion of the World, your Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, at WrestleMania? Yes. And they need to finish the story at WrestleMania. Um, If we we were a little bit shocked last year, right? I think everybody was that Mm -hmm. Cody didn't win. And Cody went to his, his his whole year of adversity with Brock, and then winning the Rumble again, and and all the all the all the you know twists and turns that it took, including winning the tag team champion with Jey Uso for some reason. But that's, that's past. Hey, we were there um, for that though. That was fun. We were there. It was fun. Um, 
but like they have to finish the story because I think the kickback that they got when it looked like it was Rock Roman. Yeah, it was pretty decidedly. If they, have, if they have Roman beat him again, I think people are just going to give up and go, it's never going to happen. I don't care about it anymore. We're moving on to the next story. Like, I just, I don't think people will care for chapter three of yeah. Roman, of Cody Rhodes chasing Roman Reigns again. I just, this, they've set it up. It's perfect. They have all the momentum. Do it. Yeah. Please do it because the anger that will come out will not be good. Well, I can tell you guys, and on paper, man, it was a great heavyweight championship match at Royal Rumble. AJ Styles. Yes. L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns, Fatal 4-Way. I had no, absolutely no thought that anyone was winning it except for Roman Reigns and that Roman Reigns was going to win it because of outside interference from Solo Sokoa. And that that was it. That's how the match was going to end. And, you know, here's Randy Orton, one of his first big matches back. But on paper, man, it's a great match. I'm excited about it. It was barely interesting because you knew it was going nowhere. It was a space filler. And they can't keep doing that because the fans are going to start saying, eh. yeah, yeah like I mean, I can't do another year of that. I can't. No. No, and, and a lot of this, I, I, I can understand them wanting to chase Hogan's record. I'm going to say it because it's not our show, so I, I can say his name here. Um, but with them wanting to chase this record, uh, it, it is just getting harder and harder and harder to buy into it here because, yes, Cody has won the Rumble, so he's entitled to that match at WrestleMania, but heaven forbid he does lose night two. I, I just... Who else do we really want to see Roman Reigns fight for this championship right now outside of The Rock? And even then, I don't necessarily want or need another Rock world title run now that he's back into the fold. It's, it's just not necessary. Um, so, I mean, I, I, that's another consideration there. He's not going to be there enough to be the champion anyways. Yeah, well, I mean, Roman's showing that that's okay, you know, that, and that's a lot of it is, is – and and that's that's the thing about SmackDown now is you you got a part time champion in Roman Reigns Logan Paul I don't know it seems like they're warming him week. up like he's 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't say every week but since he announced Recently. he signed a new deal yeah yeah yes. more stuff yeah so I'm I'm waiting to see how that plays out first because your your top two men's titles cannot be part time on the same show like it it just that says that there's no opportunity on that show for anybody and and that's just a bad look but. Getting back to Roman and Cody here, yeah, it, I could see just in, in a very, very, very distant alternate universe, if Cody lost, goes back to the Rumble again, ties Austin for number three of the Rumble, finishes the story then, I, I just you you can't get that crowd to buy into that for one more year. I know that I don't want to. And I, I, I mean, even last year we watched Mania together. He predicted that Roman was going to win. And then once Cody's entrance hit and he got the pomp, the circumstance, had the Kenny Omega tribute with the wings on his jacket, he was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I, I see what they're going here. Yeah. And then when he actually lost, it was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. So it just, I don't know. It, it, I love that they're eliciting emotion with this story. 
but it, it, it's it's time to wrap it up. Absolutely. Well, and let's go ahead and talk about as as we're wrapping it up, the women's side. Are you excited to see Bailey challenging what was left of damage control, the Kabuki Warriors and EO Sky? We're moving back to the role model. Do you want to see Bailey get another run as the SmackDown Women's Champion? Dad? Absolutely. She has earned it. She does not get enough recognition for what she did during the pandemic era where she helped carry SmackDown through it. Her and Sasha were great. And again, it's something like like a Drew McIntyre we talked about earlier. They got their big moment. Nobody was there. Bailey has worked really hard to get where she is now. She took the most losses last year of any women in the com- uh, woman in the company. She paid her dues. She is the last of the four horse women to get her WrestleMania moment, and it will happen at WrestleMania 40, and it couldn't happen to anybody better. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it just – and especially with uh, how this damage control storyline – if we look at this, you know, com- kind of from a macro perspective, when she comes back in 2021, that was after tearing ACL, missing a SummerSlam moment, I think that she was supposed to have with Sasha Banks. So that had already taken the wind out of her sails. She comes back. She's got EO in tow. This is kind of the first uh, the first time that uh, Triple H was kind of in charge of creative. So he brings Dakota Kai back. And I'm pretty sure that's another show that we watched together. That was like, oh, okay, this this could be very very interesting here. This this collective and and kind of explaining the why. Um, I I feel like they took a bit of time to get to what their end game was. Um, but then once that became clear, we're gonna get the tags and titles on them. I'm going after the women's championship. Again, Bailey took a lot of losses in in getting to that you know in, in getting to this opportunity. And then when it comes to Dakota and EO, yeah, they had two tag team championship runs. But the, the way that they even got to those, it, it was kind of wonky. I think that Raquel and Liv were involved and, mm-hmm. and just kind of mm-hmm. a you – now, you'd think that this would just be a dominant, convincing win that shows that this group is ready to run through the women's division. Um, and it, it, it took them a while to get back on track. Once EO wins Money in the Bank, cashes in, they just kind of seem to reunite. And, and again, they, they felt like a dominant force. Add Asuka in there, return of Kyrie. It's like, great, these guys – I mean, they're untouchable. Um, but it is time, I think, now to break this group up. The crowd is ready to embrace Bailey again. Um, and, and she had a magnet. Like, I didn't think that a heel Bailey was even possible. And she took it. She ran with it. And now it's basically hugger grown up. She's got a little bit more edge. She's a, she's a veteran who's loved by everybody. She can mm-hmm. go in the ring. She just doesn't, you know, she doesn't need this group anymore. I think the bigger question still is, where does Dakota's allegiance lie? We know that EO and the Kabuki Warriors are, are you know, tighter than glue, but Dakota is still, we, we still know what the deal is here. Um, one thing that, you know, we can point out is the three core members of Damage Control, since this group has imploded, those three have not laid a hand on each other. So there there's something deeper working there, and, and it's going to be time to figure out what Dakota wants to do. Uh, but we'll see. Good point. Well, and I've got to give Bailey credit because if she does win, she'll beat the Japanese faction by following the Japanese philosophy of Kaizen and using continuous improvement because she learned how to speak Japanese yeah, in the process of working with them. I thought that was thought that was good. I like that uh, turn. Yeah. Let me ask you guys about 
TNA. I know you have something you're working with with Mustafa Ali, who's been a regular now on TNA programming. What's coming up with Mustafa? Yeah, so uh, Action Wrestling, April 26th in Tyrone, Georgia. It's just right outside of Atlanta. Uh, Mustafa Ali will be taking on the good doc, Landon Hale. Uh, that match is sponsored exclusively by the Wrestling Junkies podcast. Uh, we are thrilled uh, to have the opportunity to work with everybody here. We are going to be front row center for that match, streaming on IWTV. Uh, card is still being worked out as far as the rest of the matches, but we at least know what our main event is. And it's, it's going to be a great one. Uh, if you've not had a chance to check out Landon Hale, definitely do. Uh, you can see him on Wrestling Open just about every week on IWTV, Thursday night at 8 p.m. And go check awesome. out our interview with him. Yeah. yeah. It was a great interview. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely seek you guys out. Let's go ahead and get your champion of the week. Uh, it can be anyone from any of the major national promotions who do you want to put the spotlight on man yeah go ahead eric give me just one second right. here <laughs> I'll, I'll throw mine out I'll okay. throw mine out. she had a fantastic promo on wednesday i'm gonna give it to tony storm again i am so excited for this match at revolution she has been so awesome with this new character but now she put a little bit of personal feel on this feud with Deanna Perrazzo with the duck tattoo. And mm -hmm. I think the promo was awesome. I think there's just enough aggression in that to really go, okay, like she's a little bit goofy sometimes, but she is dead serious about this. Tony Storm, you are my champion of the week. Very good. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to have to keep it in AEW. I'm going to say Dax Harwood. Uh, that was a phenomenal opener with John Moxley uh, on Wednesday night. Dax doesn't get enough credit as a single star. I know that he, you know, he's diehard, bleeds tag team wrestling through and through. But when he does get an opportunity in a singles match, it is always something that, that you remember. Um, you know, this isn't a match that I, I knew that I wanted, but, you know, about seven minutes in, I had already been thinking to myself, I would, I would pay for this on pay-per-view, another one-on-one. -on -one. That's a good one, too. I'm going to go with, uh, well, we'll stay with AEW again, but also referencing Chicago-style wrestling. They have their big event coming up this weekend, Hearts on Fire. You can see Chicago-style wrestling right here on Wrestling Spotlight. Sky Blue, who is a product of CSW, she's got the new personality. She's aligned with Julia Hart, you know, siding over towards the House of Black. And she got robbed by Stokely Hathaway's uh, timely interference Willow Nightingale gets the win, and I think it's good that they're actually building up the TBS championship a little bit because it's kind of been just there since Jake Cargill left. And I think Sky Blue is building up a little bit of a character, too, as opposed to just being the generic babyface wrestler from Chicago. I think it's good yeah. to see somebody teaming yeah. up with Julia Hart, and she's carrying that over to Chicago style where she's going to team up with Heather Reckless, the devil's little princess. So definitely staying on the same side there. And I think it's, it's good to get a couple of women's stories going at one time. 
you got the other yeah. title may as well elevate that one as well yeah definitely and uh with uh julia hart too um as, as we look at kind of this this uh the makeup of house of black and, and this is just me kind of forecasting here um i know that uh Fat black buddy murphy they still have a couple of years left on their contracts but you mm -hmm. have to think that once they're up that they're headed back to wwe it's just you know at, at this point given their significant others so I, I do think it's kind of smart that we're seeing Brody King in a lot more singles action and, and Julia seconding him, adding Sky Blue to the ranks to kind of give them some direction in the event that that, you know, possibility does become true with two of those three guys leaving to go elsewhere. They can at least still try to find out what voice they have as this particular unit of big bruiser Brody King, Julia Hart run the TBS division, and Sky Blue as well, especially now that Ring of Honor's uh, working on the uh, Women's Television Championship. Yeah, they are. And uh, you got a Chicago style wrestling connection there as well. Queen Aminata won her qualifying match. So the only African women's wrestler picking up the W and uh, she's a veteran of the uh, Chicago style group as well. So oh, wow. I guess we're giving the I guess I'm giving the uh, champion of the week belt to Chicago style wrestling. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's fine. I, I used to live in Chicago. Why not? Well, uh, Hold Chicago yeah. style up there. So just for everybody watching, what days can they find the Wrestling Junkies podcast and uh, where do they want to look at it? We'll just hit it one more time as we wrap up. Absolutely. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Uh, Wednesdays, we do 8.30. It's a wind down Wednesday with the Wrestling Junkies. Uh, we, uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, X, uh, YouTube, and Twitch. And then uh, we drop interviews every Friday. And then our game show, Stump the Smart. Uh, usually try to get one out every week. Podcast dad has been a little under the weather. So uh, without a voice, uh, we have no obnoxious game show host to, uh, to <laughs> fill in those duties. So, um, yeah, make sure to check us out. Support our merch store. Um, that's also pinned to our Twitter profile. So, uh, sure. yeah, come hang out with us. And, and, I mean, on our show, we just – we just ask everybody if you know one person that you think would like our podcast, just share it with them and let them decide for themselves. I mean, we're just trying to grow a community. We're just a couple of guys that really like talking wrestling and having fun with it. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks a lot for joining us here on the Spotlight. And I'm sure we'll have you on again throughout the season because we're into the wrestling regular season now. The road to WrestleMania is on full steam. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.